See this episode's show notes for our unique promo code to get up to two months of free podcasting service with Libsyn when you sign up for a new account. Get your show on Apple and Spotify. Get helpful stats and all the support you need to sound your very best. This is Jed McKay, and you're listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 309, and you are with your high priest of Conchu, Ray. G'day, everyone. Uh, you caught me off guard there. Uh, we are live streaming, so please come join, say hello. Uh, but for those that may have caught the beginning of that video, I didn't realise my mic was on mute, so a little bit of a double take there. But anyway, podcast listeners, forget you heard any of that. Welcome, everybody. Uh, another exciting, exciting episode. Uh, you're with just the, the one High Priest of Conchu again this episode. Apologies. Um, can't wait for Rebecca to come back. Uh, it looks like she's had a fantastic holiday. Rebecca, I hope you are doing uh, well. I'm hoping you've enjoyed uh, the time off and stuff. Um, so many good comics. Can't wait to discuss them with you. I uh, can't wait to have you back on the show. But anyway, loony listeners, this is the 300, uh, 309th episode and it is a moonshine. Uh, so what I'll be looking at tonight will be the latest and greatest from Jed McKay and Alessandro Capuccio, Moon Knight, Volume 9, Issue 17. Now before any of that, of course, a huge thank you to all our sponsors. First and foremost, all of you Patronis out there, a huge thank you for supporting the show. Uh, I know things have seemed a little bit discombobulated of late, um, just, you know, busy uh, outside of life. I'm trying to keep the, the show regular, um, so apologies for lack of co-hosts. I'm hoping to, uh, to be able to arrange, organise them soon as well. Um, have more fine loonies to chat Moon Knight with. And of course, as I mentioned, to get um, have Rebecca back on, on the show and chat with her. Um, but a big thank you to everyone uh, who has contributed and supported the show. Our principal sponsors, our principal patronies, Odin Odinsword, Drew Toomes, Daniel Doing, and Frank the Think Tank. And of course, CLZ Comics by Collectors and Dreamland Comics from Schoenberg, Illinois. Now, they're really, in our little segment here of White Noise, Moon Knight News, I haven't really got much by way of Moon Knight News other than what has been kind of bandied about online. It's still pretty quiet on the Western Front that regards. Um, I have seen a lot of loonies showing off their, their Moon Knight merch that has been a trickling in from wherever whichever part of the world that you're from, so that's pretty cool. Um, hope you're all enjoying your, your Hasbro Marvel Legends figures, your, your Funkos. Um, I picked up just recently 
uh, is it Kenner's? I think that's the three and three quarter inch uh, Moon Knight figure. So I got got myself a little Mooney. I got myself a little Mooney to to add to the collection. Um, yeah, it was good. I I saw a few others. I think I saw Bullseye, uh, Captain America, Spider Man, but just had to pick up the the Moon Knight one, of course. Uh, so yeah, look, not much by way of Moon Knight news. Uh, a big kind of shout out and, and a rest in peace to Carlos Pacheco, uh, who recently passed away. It was just only about a month ago that he announced that he had ALS, a terrible, terrible, debilitating disease, uh, and I'm assuming he's kind of succumbed to that. Um, it's a it's a weird one that disease. Um, I'm fortunate enough where I work, um, we had a, uh, a specialist come in um, and where I work at a university, um, they're doing, making huge inroads on on, um, on understanding and addressing ALS. Uh, so we got to learn a lot about that uh, towards the, the first half of the year. It was a fantastic talk by one of the doctors. Um, but yeah, it's a terrible, terrible disease. Uh, and it's oh, you, it's it's one of the worst. Uh, so, just wanted to say thank you to Carlos Pacheco for, for all the wonderful art and his fine talent that he's given uh, to us comic book lovers. Uh, so, I mean, with the lack of kind of Moon Knight news, um, I'm thinking, why don't we just kind of head into our uh, to moonshine? This is what we're here for, isn't it? So. Let's head over and let's start our review. Hello, it's me again. Yeah, yes. Um, looking at, as it says on the tin, our Moonshine review, our new comic book review, and uh, released just recently... November 9th, 2022, with a cover date of January 2023. Uh, we have Moon Knight, Volume 9, Issue 17, titled Home Game. Uh, this is pretty cool. Um, I'm going to chuck up onto the stream now. Um, so cover art there by Steven Segovia and Rochelle Rosenberg. Fantastic look there. Uh, Moon Knight taking on Nemean. And Grand Mal, who we have seen over the last couple of uh, issues, um, and yes, this this issue was a a bumper. Uh, I wanted to get into before I get into the the credits for the issue, just to kind of dwell on the the covers and the variants because I tend to miss out on that sometimes. So as mentioned, uh, this is a fine, you know, regular cover. Um, for those who may be unaware, that line is Nemean, one of the assassins, uh, and Nemean, again, taken from the, the Greek mythology uh, of Heracles, or Hercules, uh, and Nemean was uh, a, a line with impenetrable, uh, with an impenetrable hide. So um, Nemean, the assassin, is, is, I think, akin to, say, like Luke Cage, an unbreakable skin, uh, and funnily enough, portrayed here as a lion, I thought perhaps that Nemean would be able to have the ability to transform, um, but this could be just a creative flourish 
from Steven Segovia. Uh, a variant cover, one variant cover here. Now this was, let me get this done. Uh, this was one of the, well, is one of the Marvel Extreme covers. And it's quite a nice one, actually. Let me just kind of zoom in on here. Uh, it's showing Moon Knight jumping off a cathedral. Uh, he's in, I can only say, a blood red moon. Uh, incidentally, actually, this is a bit of white noise. Um, it would be great to know loonies out there if you caught the, I think it was a lunar eclipse or it was a blood moon or, or a red moon or something. It was a couple of nights ago. I think it was uh, Wednesday night here for me. I took the bins out, you know, very kind of domestic of me. And as I walked back towards the house, I thought it was a balloon floating up in the sky. It was actually the uh, the red moon or the eclipse or whatever. Apparently, it's, um, you know, an event that won't occur again for another three years. So uh, I've seen a few photos, I think, in our Facebook community. Some loonies have posted it up. Um, but yeah, um, quite timely here because in this variant cover by Paco Medina, and Jesus Abertov, uh, we have Moon Knight jumping off a cathedral with a blood moon in the background, and he's got some like blood moon armor on as well. He's got like a spiked kneecap. He's got some spikes coming out of his shoulders, spikes down his arms, all red, all red rover, and um, and a red insignia on his chest. So looking pretty cool there, as far as variants go. Uh, so for listeners, um, oh, actually, I should get into the credits as well, uh, of course. Uh, let me just jump back to the main cover there. So we have writer Jed McKay, penciler Alessandro Capuccio, uh, who does inks as well, and we have the colorist Rochelle Rosenberg, letterer Corey Petit, or Petit and editor Tom Bravort. Some would argue this is the super team at the moment. I would be hard-pressed to disagree um, they've been doing fantastic stuff. Um, so we had a bit of a break last issue, I believe. Well, that actually might have been the Moon Knight Annual uh, with Federico Sabatini, who I've enjoyed the art, but, geez, it's good to see Alessandro Capuccio back, isn't it? Um, my gosh, anyway, he his art ends up being one of the aspects, I've got to say, um, for this issue. Uh, you can buy this currently in floppy or single format, um, either variant covers, as I've just shown, uh, or um, apologies for podcast listeners, you won't get the visuals there, but um, hopefully you can dig that up online, just Google it, that sort of thing. Uh, and also in digital format as well. So you can get that off the Marvel app or from Kindle, I believe, which has taken over Comixology. Uh, so, listeners, what um, we typically do after Ray has a little bit of a slurp of the the fine, the fine, fine liquor. One one moment. Oh, we've got we've got someone in here. Oh, thank you. Look, someone is educated. Not Ray. Uh, it was a lunar eclipse. Thank you. Quite a great portent for those who look for signs and wonders in the sky. It was election day in the U.S. Um, IIRC. I don't know who this is. Please reveal yourself. I'm going to assume it might be Mario. I could be wrong, but Mario's name usually comes up. But thank you, Looney. Thank you, Traveller of the Night. Um, that is well needed because Ray 
does not research the facts. <laughs> not like I, I haven't. It just I'm just lazy. Anyway, um, what we usually do, learning listeners, after telling you about this super team that uh, has given us this issue, I'll go through a bare bones. Uh, this time written by Wiki. I did check and they've got a good one, so I'm going to use that. Um, and then I will go through um, some aspects, like the main portions, the main bits of this issue that really stood out. Uh, and then uh, with that, any particular comments on the writing, the art themes, characterizations, and references. Uh, we'll end that with a rating out of 10. We're a moon rating system, a patented connoisseur rating system. So yeah, so I'm going to read out this bare bones. Thank you, Wiki. And for those of you that just wants a, a little bit of a refresher as to what this was about, here we go. Finding Hunter's Moon's body, Tigra verifies his death and Moon Knight knows this is a message from Nemean and Grand Mao, aiming to deal with him before the tutor's conclave. Moon Knight's plans to deal with him, uh, Moon Knight plans to deal with him, but asks Tigra to step back, certain she will not like what comes next, and chains Nemean to drag him along the road, baiting a pursuant Grand Mao, riding into the Midnight Mission headquarters. As they bested him before and don't fear him like the other crim criminals he's fought, Moon Knight leads them into the House of Shadows, where he will teach them why they should fear him. Commencing the fight, Moon Knight admits that he knew nothing about them and just treated them like any other supervillains, but realised they were hired killers, so he did his research and now has the advantage. He knows how to take them apart. Grand Mal pontificates her upbringing in Carnelia, uh, made her strong, berating the American Moon Knight for not understanding, and Moon Knight has the House of Shadows send Grand Mal into a personalised hell. The means caterwauling for Moon Knight to face him has the hero. Um, and while they could overpower Moon Knight outside in the fight, they were instead having a burial inside the House of Shadows. As hellish corpses piled upon Grand Mal and Nemean buried under rubble with scarabs eating his innards, Moon Knight elaborates the Midnight Mission is a safe place to the protected and a punishment for his enemies. Welcoming the supplicants to his seated station, Nemean swearing to surrender their pay in exchange for never returning, but Moon Knight has no say in the matter. Minding them that he did his research while they did not, as they killed Hunter's Moon, they wrongly deemed him a sidekick when he is in fact a brother. And a fist of the Conchu never dies, revealing Hunter's Moon alive once more behind him, his brother's turn to enact justice upon the criminal pair. The next night, the tutor welcomes various vampire delegations, especially the Chernobyl delegation, who bring Dracula's regards and regrets. The tutor continues his speech about the structures claiming New York City as their territory as one of the first 21st century postmodern vampiric organizations. With planted cells across the United States and in Canada, and 
uh, elaborating this conclave is a two-fold plan. He showcases their success within the practice from personnel to locations and to illustrate how other vampire groups can incorporate the hierarchical model. However, they are interrupted when Nemean and Grand Mal crash through the skylight as Mr. Knight announces they are a present from the Midnight Mission, a customary gift when arriving at a party. With style, Mr. Knight and Tigra arrive on the scene in their best evening attire, with Mr. Knight stating that they start partying. So cool. Um, love it. Love it, love it, love it. Oh, and a big hello to one of the Capes and Lunatics hosts, uh, <laughs> Charlie the Professor Essa. Um, so hi, Charlie. Great to see you. I, I think you're up early um, over there in the US. Apologies again for starting so early for the US listeners. Uh, a big shout out to our European listeners a bit more amenable, amenable time. But uh, thank you, Charlie, for uh, your um, your feedback about the lunar eclipse. Good to have you on board. Yeah, so that was the, the bare bones uh, for this issue. Now, overall impressions. What did I think of this? Well, you'll be happy to know. Uh, I thought this was a very good issue, actually. I thought, um, let me just, let me just, sorry, I'm just trying to get the, yep, there, the, the computer not working. There it is now. Uh, yes, so I thought this was a fantastic issue, to, to be honest. I have been reviewing and reading uh, uh, comics constantly over the last week, you know, in between in my spare time. Uh, there are different flavors you know there are comics that uh i guess in context historically are quite impressive you know although they may seem dated there are comics that are um, heavily dialogue driven and character i guess the development of character is is more at the forefront uh, which jed mckay is more than you know uh, masterful at doing and then there are comics that are like action-based. So there are some pros and cons by focusing on action, um, but there are also, you know, when I say that, there are some cons, but there are some awesome pros to it. So I really appreciated what happened uh, in this issue. And look, off the back of some of my previous comments uh, with some of the previous issues, I think in issues 15 and 16, or maybe 14 and 15, where I mentioned before that um, I, I found a little disappointing how the action was incidental and um, how Jed had used this kind of one-two ABA kind of form to the comic where you'd have exposition and character development uh, kind of paralleled with fight scenes, giving that kind of secondary plot. Um, but I found the action there, I don't know, I just found wanting more. Having said that, this issue... I think delivers in in spades uh, the action, um, and again, it doesn't hurt to have Alessandro Capuccio uh, back. <laughs> you know, um, as as good as um, as Federica Sabatini has been. Um, 
Charlie has mentioned uh, as well, Charlie, the professor, all this vampire lore but no werewolf lore uh, after all the teasers in the annual. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I Look, I think the annual was an opportunity for, for Jed to at least tip his hat, um, at least nod to addressing va- uh, werewolf lore. Uh, he's very, very much entrenched in vampiric lore here. I mean, he's he's kind of set it up since... Um, since the like the main arrival of Tudor, really, as the the main big bad. So, um, for me, no surprises here that that McKay is is obviously leaning into the vampiric law, um, and hopefully, I mean, like you said, Charlie, I think in some of the comments uh, when I covered the annual, hopefully, um, we'll get more of the werewolf law because that was that was equally, I think, equally as intriguing. Um, so, so yeah, so. Uh, anyway, as, as I mentioned, really enjoy this action-based um, issue. Now, the flip side to that, though, as well, is that, for me, it flew by. Like, it really did kind of, you know, the first 19 pages, I think, just kind of flew by. And before I knew it, I was towards the end at the actual The, Vamp- the Vampire Convention, um, which you know, gave us a little bit more, um, but if anything as well, it was just a setup for a kick-ass ending as well. Um, so the first thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, look, I might as well start on the art. I think the art was absolutely superb here. Uh, it's not often that one of the key aspects or the key moments, because that that's generally story-driven, but for me, the art just stood out like, like a honeymooner's dick. sorry i just had to say that it reminded me of the 12th man i was an australian comedian he is an australian comedian anyway uh yeah this is a uh, the art just sung to me here so again in tandem with rochelle rosenberg's colors we get fantastic i think capuccio is basically at home with with capes and flowing garments and stuff because he really doesn't make it so evocative uh, when he does do it whenever you see moon knight or hunter's moon like in action in the cape it's just so well done uh, good to see tiger as well like capuccio has a very i guess a very stylized tiger she's she's quite um uh, inimitable inimitable i think uh, his style on or take on tiger but Moon Knight, I've just impressed. And and look at this splash. So this is where uh, Moon Knight, I'm getting vibes of Vengeance of the Moon Knight, you know, with the, with the motorcycle. A little bit of Ghost Rider issue five, although let's not talk too much about that. Um, but yeah, he, oh my God, I can't believe in issue one, I was talking about his backdrops being kind of a little bit, mediocre this is just fantastic look we've got the speed here as well as he's zooming through the kinetic energy of the lights being blurred i mean we see that the driving um the wind driven rain that's so much as well uh, absolutely mario reminded mario of danny cat's ghost rider for sure with the chains it's i think we need more moon knight on a motorbike i think he's you know i'd love the moon jet and i love the limo but you know the motorcycle the moon cycle is awesome so anyway so capuccio's art is fantastic and coupled with rochelle rosenberg as i said her colors again i'm just going to give you um for those watching the live stream going to give you a flavor 
of of the art i mean that you've most notably or most um you would have read yourselves uh so here coupled with again i like the use of what i found striking was the digital so we've got the uh, speedometer on his motorcycle gives that digital reading just with that really vibrant red um along with Nemean's kind of red costume it really cuts through the um the mostly um green blue green backdrop that Rochelle Rosenberg does but again just just brilliant here a lot of the lines the, the rain you know tip your hat to John Romita Jr he loves rain and why not it just adds so much to to the dynamism uh, again we get another beautiful splash page as he enters the midnight mission here so what I like about the midnight mission and this is one of the key aspects as well because the midnight mission plays a huge part in this is that you don't get any sense of I guess gravity or perspective in the midnight mission so this um, splash page it almost looks as if Nemean and Moon Knight and Grand Mal are falling like from above because you get this point of reference with a the perspective of the two lights up there which is basically as Rebecca would put it the two eyes to the midnight mission the two crescent moons uh, but in fact as well you could easily see it as them just driving through the corridor of the midnight mission but again you look at the the Escher like walls the stairs going haywire the walls are not being totally vertical and just puts you off puts you off uh, off kilt uh, off center and that's exactly what the midnight mission is doing to Nemean and Grand Mal. But again, fantastic art from Capuccio. I think, uh, I mean, this uh, worthy. I've got to get whoever gets the original artwork. I know I'll never get it because just not quick enough. <laughs> whoever does end up owning this artwork, hats off to you, um, collector. Uh, again, as well, uh, the I think Capuccio um, gives. Well, he he takes the opportunity, any chance he gets, to maximise some panels, especially for hero shots and hero poses for Moon Knight. So over here we get the quick um, crash, you know. Um, really reminded me a little bit of Ellis' dialogue here uh, because it was so just weird dialogue. I mean, I think intentionally so. Um, Welcome to the Moon Knight mission. My name is Moon Knight. Like, he keeps on announcing himself. Like, uh, I got that sense. Um, but there's something a little bit off-putting about that too. Uh, and this, I love this little, uh, the hero pose, and this is where I I teach you why people are afraid of me. So he's really pouring on the intimidation tactics to Grand Mal and to me, and, and he can do it now because he's in the Midnight Mission, the House of Shadows, that allows him to disorientate them. Um, but again, Capuccio... Uh, taking the opportunity to maximize panels here again uses the um, uh, slightly angled I guess panel um, borders again just for a bit of dynamism tracks you down to where the explosion is more towards the right hand side so kind of as it lifts uh, and as he flutters away um, yeah it's just a, a trick to f for the eye to follow uh, again see here use of maximizing the the panels here we get a nice vertical shot of moon knight we get his lovely heroic kind of leap with the, the crescent you know it's as shown in the tv show the crescent moon kind of cape billowing um but he's ready and he and he repeats like 
you'll try, you'll try. I found his dialogue here intentionally so, I think, from McKay, just just really, um, I don't want to say spooky, but it's just, yeah, not not his usual way of speaking. I don't know if anyone else has picked that up. I could be wrong. Again, uh, layouts. Uh, we've got more of the convention six panels, I guess. It's a stock standard. You have generally six panels on a page, uh, but sure using the the horizontal nature of it to expand the um, the camera lens, I guess, to to get more in because he's he's fighting two of them, of course. Um, so you get that where he's kicking one on one side, hitting the other on the other. Um, yeah, really kind of symmetrical there. Um, well, I guess this is a, a point is we get a little bit, I mean, this is all contained within this one page, a little bit more insight into Grand Mal, um, and her being from Carnelia. Now I will, a huge thank you to Digicom, um, Mario, uh, uh, one of our favorite loonies, uh, he did a bit of research, uh, and I'm going to pilfer it. I mean, I know, Murray, you did put um, hashtag country protect me, but I'm going to use it because it is valuable. Anyway, Carnelia, um, it is a random Eastern Bloc nation, uh, fictitious, uh, and it was created in Iron Man issue 117, uh, and Jed McKay has used it. It has appeared in his other books like Daughters of the Dragon and Iron Cat. So um, huge thanks to Mario there for, for doing the homework. So we get a little bit of an insight into, I guess, her. Not much. It's still quite vague. But it gives her a little time in this kind of maelstrom of action to reveal a little bit more about herself. Um, but again, my gosh, again, Capuccio going up. Let, let's give it, let's, let's have another big splash here. Piles of skeletons. And again, you can see up, you kind of lose perspective like uh it's only after a while you see that it's as if grand mal has fallen down a well i mean it does show it in the other panel like she's kind of fallen through and she's in this pit um basically it's very hellish as the wiki uh, summary says it's a very hellish landscape uh, all kind of illusion based from the midnight mission for sure uh we turn our attention to to the Mian, um and He's a bit more of a, a brute, you know, so he, he calls out Moon Knight. He really wants to take him on. He knows he's got the superpower to back him. But, again, we know Moon Knight has got his measure. He knows what he's up against, so he doesn't take him head on. He uses the House of Shadows. Uh, and, yeah, this was, I think, less dynamic um, art-wise, but it was still fun to see. Interesting idea to see pylons, to see column segments, um, falling down on on Nemean. Uh, I guess you've got to do something big if you want to stop someone who literally is unbreakable. Uh, but again, we get a grand canvas here from Capuccio. So you can see how many times that we do get panels which are three-quarters the size or two-thirds the size of a page or whole pages. Um, so Capuccio is making a really big... St and, and McKay is making a big statement here I guess this goes with the fact that it is the Midnight Mission. It is the house that is really at the forefront or helping Moon Knight uh, battle these assassins. Um, beautiful colours again from uh, Rochelle Rosenberg. Can't stress that enough. 
We've got that hell with Grand Mal, uh, the reds, the fiery oranges and yellows, uh, but that is kind of juxtaposed. I'm going to say that because I'm um, look howdy doody um, with scarabs and the man. I wonder. I mean, there's very much an Egyptian kind of bent on that here. I wondered if there was anything connected to Nemean on that front, but maybe it's more so just me not using what he knows, uh, Egyptian uh, deities and, and, and culture, um, to, to scare uh, Nemean. Uh, Mario, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, no worries, Mario. I, w I will paraphrase as, as well as I can. Um, but again, invaluable, and thank you so much for loonies as well. I mean, as much as I absolutely love uh, feedback from the likes of Mario and uh, and Lena, one of the fantastic loonies as well, would really love to hear from from other loonies out there. I know there are huge Moon Knight fans out there. I know you're um, you're following. I mean, uh, on Comic League of Geeks, I think Moon Knight issue seventeen was one of the top or most. Um, most pulled titles this week so moon knight is having a great run um for any loonies out there i'd um, love to hear from you it's, it's of, of course it's okay if you just want to listen to as listen as well but um there's nothing better than discussing you know with your fellow loonies i, I love it um yeah especially uh, come up with crazy theories i know the likes of charlie the professor so loves his theories um so yeah feel free feel free to drop us a line um love to hear from you uh so as we move along we can see the effects i mean these guys are who kind of i don't want to say easily beat but they they really did throw down on moon knight in, in the previous issue and they killed hunter's moon um now we see the tables turned and just the sheer power of the house of shadows has got namian throwing up and has got grand mal um you know gagging and choking as well uh, again look <laughs> what we're going to get here large panels from capuccio one of my favorite my gosh this uses the effects that we've seen throughout this whole run uh this kind of smudging effect i, I don't know what you call it um with the lighting of course and capuccio's um, really distinct stylized uh use of shadow and shade on the capes he just looks glorious here um, he's really in his element, literally, Moon Knight, and he's got his enemies on their knees in front of him. Uh, whether or not they're scared of him or the House of Shadows, the Midnight Mission, I guess it doesn't really matter. The thing is that he has beaten them. He has broken them. Uh, so, yeah, we get Nemean saying, we'll give you what we were paid. You'll never see either of us, uh, of us again. So they concede. They've conceded defeat. And again, as I mentioned, Capuccio using i don't know is that another three quarters of a page um to show moon knight in all his glory with an eclipse in the background um saying look it's not you know it's, i guess he doesn't want any of that um and he it's not his decision whether he sees them again or not um but this was another big aspect i put in here which is uh, again a full splash page here of hunter's moon his yellow tinge coming in with Moon Knight's kind of blue-green. Uh, just fantastic. And he's back. I mean, no surprises, really. It didn't take that long. Um, so, you know, there was a level of shock in, in the previous issue, but 
we know that Dr. Batter um, brought Moon Knight back from the brink himself in the earlier portion of this series, uh, placed him in a sarcophagus and, you know, did some healing ritual. I can only assume that Moon Knight has done the same thing or some other technique um, or some other discussion with Conchu to bring Hunter's Moon back. And this is truly the scary moment, I think, because he says the Fist of Conchu don't die. And again, I would love this as the original artwork, but whoever does end up with it, um, I'll give you a big handshake. Because <laughs> um, it's just fantastic. I love this at the back. Uh, it was it would be just great. Anyway, um, so this was all coming about. I'm just talking all this because the art for me was a huge component of this issue, and I, I hope I've kind of shown you and highlighted why it it was so significant in this issue. Um, really grand strokes from Capuccio. And then, as I mentioned, this this final epilogue, like the next night. Um, again, beautiful colours, what can you say? We get this this bit that was um, exposed or was revealed in last issue about this vampire conclave, which is this big meeting from all over the joint. Uh, and, and Tudor is there, the big bad. He's kind of hosting, emceeing, if you will, uh, this, this portion. And again, there is a reference. There are references here, and a huge thank you to Mario Digicom for this. Uh, so Tudor welcomes everyone and he kind of highlights um, the delegations. And so he says, I'm happy to see the delegations from the Sasaban Sam, the Jiangxi, the Vitalis, and the Kahuateo. Kahuateo. That's a good one. I like saying that. Anyway, Mario's done the 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 legwork here and Sasabonsum Sasabonsum or also Asanbosum are vampiric beings from Ghana so we're looking at Africa um, African vampires there Jiangxi uh, uh, Chinese hopping vampires I'd love to see them actually I wonder if they use pogo sticks uh, then we have the Vitala or the Vitalas a demonic uh, spirit that can possess corpses uh, part of Hindu mythology, and my favourite, the uh, Kihua Tateo. Uh, it's from an Aztec kind of myth. Um, and when a woman dies uh, during childbirth, I'm assuming when she's trying, when she is pregnant, and um, during childbirth, when she dies, an evil spirit is awakened. Um, so yeah, these are the delegates. So we know from all over the world. Nice little. Um, just nice research again from from Jed McKay to to get those mythological mythologically accurate uh, delegations. Uh, again, the big the, we are getting one step closer, loonies, to our favourite brothers, uh, Moon Knight Core, getting their meme uh, verified in the pages of Marvel Comics. Um, so we get the delegation from Chernobyl, um, basically. That's Dracula, baby. Uh, but he's not there. He's got some, some delegates there, and they they apologise in Dracula's stead. Um, the great Vivode of Vlad Dracul could not ten- attend. And again, 
uh, Voivoda, or also spelt Voivoda, is a Slavic title meaning warlord, um, and it's most notably held by the historical Vlad the uh, third of Wallachia. Um, Vlad the Impaler, which anyone who would have watched uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula with Gary Oldman, uh, he was mentioned that re- referenced there as well. Um, but yeah, so Warlord, uh, also called the Dragon as well by one of the delegates. Um, and finally, the other reference to other runs, uh, Vampire Nation of Chernobyl referencing uh, the Avengers run. Um, issue 17, I guess, was the the arc with, with Dracula and um, how he created the Kingdom of the Vampires um, in Chernobyl. So uh, plenty there that um, Jed has put in. But basically, this is the setup because it's kind of like, welcome everyone, and we know that Moonot wants to crash the party. What I didn't realise, what I found was awesome. Again, we get a nice huge shot here of Naman and Grand Mal just thrown from a skylight. I'm sure that hurt for Grand Mal. I'm not sure if a, a mouth guard would would save her from that. She has body armour, I guess. But this all builds up to the last page, and I did not expect it. I mean, she was there at the beginning, but you cannot ship a better couple here. <laughs> Tiger and Mr. Knight. Um, absolutely awesome. Uh, Tiger, um, they've come here to fight, um, but she's wearing a stunning evening evening dress. Again, I love the detail of her tail curling around. Uh, Mr. Knight, he's got his arms around her waist. He's smartly dressed, as Mr. Knight is always smartly dressed um, and ready for action. And that ends the issue. Um, and there's a, a preview for issue 18, which you'd assume is a finale for this arc. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, look, they're ready to fight. Moon Knight's got his Cestus, all that sort of stuff. So, really cool. I uh, really enjoyed this. Um, I would have to give this... um, I gave this an 8.5 out of 10. Um, So that's veering towards a full moon. I I just really enjoyed the action. The art really impressed me. I mean, that got the lion's share, no pun intended, of the points. Um, The story was... um, was I mean nothing too elaborate, but I really appreciated it because of I guess what as I mentioned what I had mentioned in the previous issues with the action. This gave me the action that I wanted, and I should have known to to keep the faith with Jed McKay. Um, but yes, so we we get where the action is front and center. <clears throat> we get the the actions of the House of Shadows. Um, but that all feeds and drives this story. Pretty much like story-wise, it's very kind of simple. Um, he basically scares them. Hunter's Moon is resurrected, <clears throat> and they crash the party, which they said that they would, the Conclave. They said that they would in, in the previous issue. But just to make that uh, or to put, portray that in an entertaining way um, was fantastic. And most of that would have to go to the awesome, awesome artwork of Alessandro Capuccio. I know some, some loonies don't really rate his art. Um, you know, again, personal taste, but it'd be, I'd be hard-pressed to say, you would be hard-pressed to say that the art was bad here, surely. I mean, coupled with the, the, the colouring. Um, yeah, anyway, that's just me. Very subjective. Uh, so, yes. So, um, 
Eight and a half out of ten. I thought it was really good. Very highly recommend, recommended home game. Uh, not to be confused with Homecoming, which was the annual. Um, go check it out, loonies that haven't <laughs> haven't seen it before. Uh, what we might do for podcast listeners, we might take a quick short break. And when we come back, I uh, might go, go through a bit of feedback before wrapping up the show. So see you soon. I am Connor from the House of L. And I am Ray from the House of Zod. We are two of the many, many survivors of Krypton's destruction, and we have made our home in Australia, and dare I say have become Australians, for better or worse. But we have also decided to read Superman comics, read Superman books, watch Superman shows, cartoons, movies, basically everything Superman, and from an Australian perspective as well. Whether you're a seasoned fan, like me, or whether you are coming in fresh, wide-eyed and wanting to learn more like me, then this podcast is for you. Join us for our bi-weekly adventures available on all good podcast catches. So just search for Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. We'll be coming to you from Australia or some cosmic dimension, wherever we are that week. Up, 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 up and, and away! away. Tell me his name again. Thanos. I think I shall call him... Adam. But return to me again empty-handed, and I will bathe the starways in your blood. Thanks, Dad. Sounds fair. Korvac's power grows, as does his madness. He would have destroyed us all, had I not pulled us into the Soul Gem. Then Thanos, I'm coming for you. After Xandar, you were going to kill my father? You dare to oppose me? You see what he has turned me into? You kill him, I will help you destroy a thousand planets. It's alright, Adam, we're here to help. Just stay cool. I don't want to be here! Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast. Five years and going strong. Every other week, mostly. For all of your Adam Warlock, Thanos, or Marvel Cosmic needs. Find it on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are available. Resurrections Adam Warlock. .tumblr.com Adam Warlock You cannot keep leaving your philosophy books open on the floor I always trip on them in the middle of the night on my way to the can Yes, welcome back loony listeners You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast This is episode 309 and you are with your high priest of country, Ray and on the other side of that break there, you just heard a solo discussion on Moon Knight issue 17, Home Game. Now, I've had some fine interaction uh, in the live comments with the likes of Mario and Charlie, uh, but I've also got some feedback again from Mario um, and another loony for this particular issue. So 
Uh, a big thank you once again. Uh, this comes from our Facebook group. <clears throat> Go check it out. If you're not joined already, facebook.com slash group slash ITK And Mario says, okay, cracks knuckle, let's do this. The art is, as always, top notch. I'm glad that you started off with that, Mario. Alessandro and Rochelle raise their work to another level, delivering images trippier and spookier than the psychic battle against Hawley, the mind-controlling janitor in issue two. All sorts of awesome. And the last page... Chef's kiss, as they apparently, as they apparently say these days. Yes, Mario, I sometimes say that too. Um, the dialogue is also highly reminiscent of said duel. I liked how Mark tuned the traditional mission. Oh, sorry, turned the traditional mission welcome into something more threatening. At the end scene of the conclave shows Tutor's ambition and unorthodox approach. He actually reminds me of the cinematic Deacon Frost in the first Blade movie. Oh, albeit somewhat less hipster. That being said, there was one element of the story that drags the issue down for me. It's too easy. Uh, we don't see how Mooney tracks down the Mian and Grand Mal or defeats the former well enough to drag him around behind the lunar cycle. Uh, my name for it until uh, Marvel says otherwise. Lunar cycle's cool. And most importantly of all, even though it was expected, we don't see Hunter's Moon coming back to life. This makes the issue feel a tad rushed and hence unsatisfying. Yeah, I can I can gather what you mean there, uh, Mario, as well. I still thought the impact of seeing Hunter's Moon back just like that, because to be honest, after they picked him up from the beginning, I uh, kind of forgot about him. I, th I thought Moon Knight was just going to be driven um, to get these guys, but good to see that he just turned the corner. He's behind the throne that Moon Knight was on. That being said, Unsatisfying Moon Knight is still leagues above most books out there. I'll give this 9 out of 10. Now, thank you so much, Mario. Uh, fantastic comments, as always. Um, love your work. I'm going to have to... Oh, I should try to organise a time for you to, to pop on. I'd really love to chat with you in person, um, so to speak, um, about Moon Knight. But some great points there, Mario. And, and thank you so much for all your, your hard work in in uh, digging up the research. Uh, we also have one final comment here from Doug, part of a the DRD system. Uh, Doug has been invaluable to the ITK community and to the podcast. Um, I have also heard many of Doug and Lena's comments um, and other uh, alters uh, on other <coughs> podcasts too. So it's great to hear Doug and Lena um, and the whole system out there, um, really, really great to get around. Just to raise awareness as well for DID. Uh, yeah, no worries, Mario. No, no, it's all warranted, don't you worry. Um, so, yeah, so Doug writes in and says about issue 17, this one was pretty cool. I really like the Midnight Mission scenes. This is where I teach you why people are afraid of me. Awesome dialogue, spooky visuals, great stuff. I like the motorcycle. But I just kept thinking, wouldn't it be pretty dangerous to ride a motorcycle with a long, <laughs> flowing cape? Uh, maybe Concha helps him keep it out of the wheels and engine. Yeah, I think, Doug, I'd, I'd agree. I think Concha, similar to how he made Moon Knight fly in the TV show, I think he's made the cape fly um, to stay out of the, the spokes of the, the, uh, the lunar cycle. 
Um, I was expecting Hunter's Moon to be resurrected, but it was a bit surprising for him to be just suddenly standing there next to Moon Knight after being confirmed dead at the beginning of the issue. I love the ending splash page. Mr. Knight and Tigra are definitely dressed to kill. Pun intended. But I think of Vlad up oh, but I think old Vlad staying home because he was afraid of Mooney asking about his money. Overall this issue definitely left me looking forward to the next one. Nine out of ten as well. So uh Doug similarly impressed like uh like Mario. Interesting again, um the same comment that Mario had about uh, the appearance of Hunter's Moon just all of a sudden appearing again. I, I mean, again, I, I, I kind of liked it. Like I, I, as I mentioned, I was kind of focused on Moon Knight just exacting this vengeance, uh, because for me, seeing Hunter's Moon at the beginning, dead was kind of like, okay, this is the um, motivation for Moon Knight to get him. So I, yeah, I really kind of left him left him wherever he was and then when he turned up with that splash page bang i thought it was great but no thank you so much doug uh always great to hear from you as well loonies i think that about wraps it um for this early morning for the us loonies live streaming thank you so much for those that woke up and stumbled onto this i hope you enjoyed the discussion this new comic that's only just come out this week. I, I love doing these things. Um, fresh, hot off the press. Uh, looking forward to next time uh, having Rebecca on board. And uh, issue 18, I'm assuming, will just come next month in December. After which, um, I'm going to hold him to his promise. Uh, we'll try to grab Jed McKay to come in again and discuss what has happened since we last had him on which I can't remember, I think was, it must have been, was it issue 12? Or, or, or yeah, we should, I can't remember, it's been a while. Um, but anyway, it'd be great to have Jed back um, to talk about how this is all tracking. I mean, who would have thought that we'd have got mm, 18 issues of Moon Knight? Uh, you know, we're always kind of a little bit anxious. I know Looney's anxious that, will we actually make it past, I always think, will we, will we make it past... Um, you know, whatever the last run was, which I think was 188 to, say, to 200, which was 12. Um, did Beamus do something before that? I can't know. Yeah, which was about 12. So, yeah, 18. Really good. Really good. Um, loonies, that pretty much wraps it for me here. Uh, Spectacle-wise, I just want to... Shout out, again, shameless plug, since I'm here by myself, I might as well. Uh, you've seen the t-shirt that I'm sporting. You can all, you can always grab a t-shirt from TeePublic, um, our store there, uh, TeePublic.com. I think it's slash RTK Moon Knight. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, it's got fantastic shirts for not only the podcasts I do, but uh, the likes of Trapped in the World uh, with Noel. And a big shout out to Noel. Hope the fam is doing well, of course. Um but another shout-out in the spectacle, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast, episode 99. Um, I am jo well, I join Connor. Connor joins me for um, a discussion on Elliot S. Maggins' Must There Be a Superman, uh, issue 247. I believe it's, it's quite a classic. I think it was 1972, somewhere in the 70s. But uh, Connor and I have a fun chat about that. It was very cool. 
And uh, we're heading towards uh, episode 100 with a little bit of news coming there, a bit of big news. Um, so check out episode 99 for Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. It's uh, It's been a blast there. Um, so yeah, the link in the show notes for that one. Next phase, episode 310. Now, look, I, again, apologies, life and work have been really busy so I kind of missed last weekend an episode. It was the original episode three hundred nine was going to be an other side of the moon. Uh, it was going to be a review or a discussion on a title or a, an issue by an ex Moon Knight alumni creator. Um, but life and time got away with me, uh, and this new comic book came up. Um, you know, this week on on Wednesday, so. Could not miss that, of course, but I want to keep on track. So this weekend, it will be a waning gibbous, which means it will be a moon walk. And again, hear me out if you haven't heard this before. It's a moon walk. It's not a moon night run, which is a typical run. So a moon walk is a comic with moon night in it that he's not really, it's not his title. So I have picked, and some would argue that it is very self-indulgent, I would agree. <laughs> it is Hercules issue one from 2005 by Fred Van Lente and Mark Texera. Um, I use Travis, uh, Travis.order.com, comicbookreadingorder.com or something. I can't remember it. Just just type in Travis and comic books or order. And it has every single appearance from every single Marvel character you can think of, all categorized, all in a huge database. So I used that and I picked um, Hercules. So apparently Moon Knight appears in it. I haven't read this one in ages. I do have it. Um, so I'm going to crack it open and um, I'll be reviewing that over the weekend and dropping that before resuming our regular schedule. Um, so have a look out for that. Once again, a huge thank you to all our Patroonies, Odin, Daniel, Drew, Frank, Justin, Derek, Wayne, Josh, Anthony, Russell, Michael, Mario, Matthew, Jonathan, and Dan. Thank you so much, everyone, for all your support. And you too can become a Patreon member. You too can get the same incentives and bonuses that these guys get. Um, if you check out patreon.com slash itkmoonnight, and that's just reminded me, Patroonies, Bonus episodes, they will come. I did miss October. I'm sorry again. Um, but I'm hoping to, to drop two bonus episodes this month of November. So I've just got to organize that. Please bear with me. Apologize, but I will aim to get two out for you. What they'll be, I can't tell you. Um, but um, we'll, f we'll, find, we'll find something. Um, I'll have to talk to some of my fellow loony Moon Knight fans for that. But having said that, you can get early access. Uh, you can get ITK merch. Just check out patreon.com slash ITK Moon Knight. A huge thanks to our principal sponsors again, Odin, Odin Sword. Check out his fantastic Drinking Marvel podcast. Frank Dukes, Frank the Think Tank, I want to fight it podcast. Frank and his nephew, Pablo Candy Bar, doing exceptional work. I must point everyone to their episode five where they do a an awesome audio drama um, of uh, tracking down and killing a monster 
uh, episode six had come out as well, and uh, a Filipino, once it's so close to my heart, the Tikbalong. It's a not a werewolf, it's a werehorse. Um, go check it out. It's a fantastic podcast. Uh, also as well, Daniel doing, making fantastic cosplay costumes. If you've not seen it, he's posted it up, I think, in, in our Facebook group. Um, but also creator of Fringe Night, an original indie comic based on Erie, Pennsylvania's very own mysterious superhero. You can support him on patreon.com slash fringe night 27 or Indie Planet uh, for his comics. Uh, Drew Toombs, fantastic Drew. I've got to get back to you. I did see your message and I will send you that file. Absolutely. Uh, Drew, fantastic musician, fantastic DJ. Check out his work at soundcloud.com slash tombs with a Z or lurkmusicwithack.bandcamp.com. And geez, I've just remembered. <laughs> I will put these up. Um, no, I won't. Because <laughs> um, I don't have it. Uh, also, uh, as well, <laughs> well, CLZ Comics, collectors.com. Go check them out. Uh, check out your, keep your database, keep your comic collection in order. I've made some awesome purchases a huge thank you, I don't know if you're listening or not, but to Steve, to Mark, um, to who am I missing, to Muhammad, uh, thank you so much for your purchases, for for, for your your items that you've sold. Uh, and Dreamland Comics, use the code MOON to get 20% off their online store. Finally, a big thank you to our collective, um, huge, huge shows there. I'm going to shout out again, shameless plugging, Last Sons of Krypton, as I said, the Superman podcast. Um, TV podcast industries, those guys kick it out of the park. Jeez, I love them. And of course, Happiness in Darkness. They're doing great work. I think they've um they reviewed Black Adam just recently, and of course, Wakanda Forever coming up shortly. Go get your cinema tickets. And finally, I'm gonna put up the the details here. Uh yeah. You can catch us on email, feedback at idkmoonot.com. We're on we've got a website, Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, what is on YouTube, Discord, Get Vocal, and Podchaser. And finally, if you want to give us a review, please do. I want to know how I can improve this show. Stop the Ray Ramble, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, you know, the general, the general stuff that you'd kind of want. Um, anyway, loonies, that's it from me. Once again, thank you so much for joining and as always, may Conchu watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.